Hello, this is Mila. And this is Oscar. As siblings, we tend to show our appreciation for one another by disagreeing a lot. We're actually so good at it now that we decided we should share some of these arguments with you. So, we will talk about different topics and we will disagree on many issues. If you want us to talk about any particular subject, please let us know. Hello. And hello to. Today, we will not be debating so much as discussing because about. we couldn't find any points to argue about. Yes. We will be talking about clocks. Yes, clocks. For timekeeping. Yes. We will have a rough timeline. We have a, bit, a couple more, I think, than 10 specimens. Mm-hmm. And we will be going from the oldest to the newest. The first specimen is... The sand clock, or hourglass. Yes. This is a very simple clock. It works by pouring fine sand through an aperture. This clock is generally made of glass, so you can see well through it. It is like you took a very soft cylinder and tied up something around the middle to make it be thinner. Yes. Or you could simply use a double cone from geometry. Yes, but not to a complete point. And the, the size and of the hole in the um, sand can and size of it in general can make a difference to how long it takes before it is finished. So, it can be accurate, it can vary in time marked, but because there's no way of having it reset itself, it needs constant keeping if you plan to keep time for a while. Made by a French monk in the 8th century. Also, it is fragile because it's made of glass, and if it falls over, it immediately stops working. Next, we have the, the sundial, or sun clock. Yes. This? We have a, we have a regular sundial, which, which it has to be at a particular orientation to the sun, and then by its shadow, you can tell the time. Yes. The sundial is very reliable, especially when fixed in place as it does not require any upkeep and is based on something that is almost always present. The sun. Yes, but clouds can interfere with the shadow if there are too many. Yes. Also, it is inaccurate as it can drift by several hours even during the winter. Yes. Also, if you're inside one of the arctic circles, no hope for sundials. I can tell you what time of year it is though. <laughs> yeah. But not what time of day. Next, we have the candle clock. Yes, the candle clock works by burning a candle and then marking how much it has burned. 
These are accurate and variable, like the sand clock, but have some issues with their being on fire. If one of these falls over, well, bad luck. Your boat's on fire. Your house is on fire. Your palace is on fire. So, these would mainly be better in modern houses where most it's not mostly wooden. Good point. And there should there for safety if you would have something like this, it would be safe to have water that you could get not too far from this. Yeah. But also if you have not, small kids. <laughs> not also in the past Wax was very expensive, which would have made these possibly not the best option for most people. Next, we have the incense clock. Its function is very similar to the candle clock, except for the fact that it smells better. Yes. It was used in China. It was designed in a way that the incense burns, and then you by seeing how much of a marking there is, you know what time of day it is. Yes. And next, we have the astronomical clock. This is not very useful for telling the time of day, unless you have one that works with the sun and moon, but is useful for a lot of other things. Like the Anything date. Anything that happens with seasons. It can tell you when to pick up your, when to harvest your crops, when to plant your crops, when winter's coming, around when the first freeze will be. And you know, when, when you should sacrifice little cows to your god, all sorts of things. Yes. The next clock is the grandfather clock or pendulum clock these are well these are based on pendulums as the name implies usually by a weight which slowly pulls downwards while the pendulum swings back and forth to keep time if you don't know this a pendulum swinging takes exactly the same amount of time going back and forth there's just two things that can change it the length of the string and the gravity 1656 and it is a useful clock but it sometimes needs you to pull up weights Yes. This means that it probably also requires complex mechanisms with fancy gears and such. Yes. I have a little model. <laughs> yes. Um, the clocks used to be 20 times wider than the current size that clocks are generally today. Mm-hmm. Than they are today. Yes. Next we have the pocket watch. An early form of the wristwatch, except that it doesn't go on your wrist. Yes, it was. It stays in your pocket. Can you delete that? Okay. It was made in the 16th century. 
this is 1700 and above with a spring mechanism mechanism so these are certainly small i'm not sure whether they kept a good time or not the downside to these is that you need pockets something very hard to find sometimes you keep this in a pocket yay next we have the wristwatch and the early variant the trench watch the trench watch which was an early form of the wristwatch much like the ones we use today and was basically the pocket watch on a strap yes the trench watch was designed in the late 19th century and the wristwatch the modern wristwatch was made um, in 1916 very close so these are about the same as the pocket watch but more expensive in some cases much 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 more expensive and on a strap around your wrist so that you don't lose it in the first world war this was they were used in the first world war for easier timekeeping during a battle yes now be then come the wall clocks yep basically clocks like we have today could on the wall yes the interesting thing about these is that in the past they were usually much more detailed and very ornate which means that along with keeping time they're a piece of art very yes art. now we have the first digital watch which was made in 19 in the 1970s yes it used to be priced at around 2000 include this is with inflation adjusted for now in the night in then okay then it was the price was reduced or dropped to ten dollars which it is today some not necessarily no, it matters also where you live. Yes. And finally, we have we have the mobile phone clock. So this one's very precise, and as well the device can do a lot. However, the downside is that it can do a lot, and therefore runs out of battery very quickly. Yes. One thing you can do on this watch is listen to this great podcast called Debates Recorded. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay. So, which one was your favorite? Probably the digital watch. Yes, I have one myself. I bought myself one. This one in particular, I can change the background and do more stuff on. But it yes, is, it's a miniature you, phone. Kind of. I use it a lot, and it ha it its battery runs out in like 
a month or two, or maybe even like half a year or something, I barely have to charge it, which is great. And I like to know what time it is. Yes. Then I don't have to pull out my phone, which is generally not with me, actually. My favorite is probably either the sundial or the astronomical clock, because I just like them. Sundials, reliable, and it's all you really need. I also like... The astronomical clock is useful for life. It might not tell you the exact time of day, but if you have one of these, it might help you survive somewhere. Yes. I... Not in the modern world. Modern world's a bit weird. For most of human history, these would help you survive. I also like the um, the candle clock because I think it would be it look very nice, but it is it might not be the most accurate and not exactly something that is portable. It looks nice, but I think the modern clock. Yes, but I think modern watches and uh, clocks are more accurate. And portable, which makes it easier in some yep. cases. Bye! Bye!